Hello. I'm Alexis. I'm Christina. And we are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I could not hold that laugh in. That was my fault this time. We actually almost had it if I hadn't burst out laughing. But it's kind of our brand now. We're in episode five now. I guess it's, you're it's, right. We don't we don't need to say at the same time. It's just sort of our brand now. We don't have to say at the same time at all. <laughs> it's just it really describes our true chaos the chaotic behavior that we have here by not being able to have a formal intro <laughs> we would be absolutely terrible as k-pop idols that is so true <laughs> the uh the one two three hello we are and they all say it at the same exact time we could never do that nope i would need <laughs> countless practice and I still wouldn't get it and everybody would be looking at me like again like yeah again that was me or or you I or at least like we probably would get it and then in front of like some sort of ambassador or like some high profile interview yeah and then we totally mess up and everyone would hate us (laughs) I hate it so this week is a part two of last week, correct? We are still we're still reliving the good old days. Oh uh, yes, have any responsibilities. Yes. <gasps> the good old YouTuber phase was both probably something that we both experienced quite yeah, well. Right. I do remember mentioning that. To put it plainly, the YouTuber phase is like it has many extremes. One of them being like, I guess the gamer YouTubers versus like the crafty ones, or maybe you're into like the makeup ones, or it's just like all of them combined into like one chaotic being. Yeah, or it could be set like in a timeline. Like, what was your favorite? Who's your first YouTuber that you watched and like kind of subscribed to and would watch once a week? And then you had that moment in time where you, where you had those YouTubers that you were like, I cannot breathe without seeing your videos. <laughs> so true. Well, how did you start off? What was like, if you remember what kind of guy you hooked? Um, I guess if we're talking about timeline-wise, back in 2008, when good old YouTube was a good old young little website, mm-hmm. um, I remember I... I was young and I would watch a lot of Ryan Higa. Definitely watch a lot of Nigi Higa. Mm-hmm. Um, I would watch that. And then, surprisingly enough, I don't know if this is some sort of in some sort of deep, dark archive in YouTube or something, but my mom used to post. So I used to love Hannah Montana, right? Right. And I used to jump on my bed and sing Hannah Montana songs and my mom would actually post these on YouTube with no comments so it would just be a good solid 100 videos worth 
And then just me seeing different Hannah Montana songs before the whole copyright thing was a thing. So you were a little, a little star on YouTube. <laughs> I was, but I don't think I sounded very good. I think I still have a video of me singing Hannah Montana in some sort of, it's like a, it's a good drive, maybe. I would say it's like in one of my old Google Drives. I see. <laughs> That's kind of cute, though, that you liked it that much. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of YouTubers that I watched back then were just, I mean, they were all fun-loving skits. Like, I don't think I ever watched anything like vlogging or anything like that, but I don't know if vlogging was even a thing back then. Back then, it's like, you post whatever you do to have fun, you know? Right. How about you? How, what was your first YouTube experience? I don't remember exactly. I just, I just remember there being like a certain category of people, like back in middle school, like, um, Zoella, Dan and Phil, Connor Franto, Tori Savon, like those kind of people. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I would say probably towards the end of middle school is when I started getting into like the gamers, like PewDiePie, Mark Flyer, Jacksepticeye. And that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still watch them like every day, at least as often as I can. Love them very much. Yeah. I have a complete overlap. Like literally, I had the same face as you had, the same subscribing subscribing channels that you had. Probably, <laughs> it's a it's it was. I had a strong British YouTuber phase where I would no. only watch British YouTubers. Um, I think this was back in. This had to be during high school for me because I feel like it was during that sweet sweet time in high. Like it was that good old. 2012 2013 2014 that good sweet spot of youtube Mm -hmm. that good sweet sweet spot definitely and i had um at that time i mean i loved i would watch tyler oakley i would watch Mm -hmm. connor franta i would watch um all the british youtubers that i like so zoella alfie um whoever was around that time period in that good old friend group I was also a humongous Dan and Phil stan. Like I, I had a signed poster of them in my really? room. And I had it framed. Um, I bought their book, their first ever book. Um, I bought Tyler's first book. I think I had a collage in my room with all my favorite YouTubers that I would post on there, and then. Um, I had a, I think I had Tyler Oakley also signed poster as well. I had a, I would buy merchandise, definitely. It was, for me, my YouTuber phase was definitely something very important to my well-being in my adolescence. How about you? <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, every summer, at least growing up, because things have changed, obviously, but growing up, my sister and I, we would do our entire school year here in America and then spend like all three months of summer over in Puerto Rico. Mm. So that's literally all I had was like the re- <laughs> the really like weak internet connection. The best I could do was watch like semi low quality YouTuber videos, but it like got me through that whole summer. So have like a strong 
attachment to like some of them more than others I guess like I used to have phases where I would watch like only one person's for like a whole month like just try to catch up on like everything they've ever posted and then when Vine ended and then all those people started getting on like I would follow some of the Viners that I like really loved onto YouTube and I still kind of watch some of those like um TMZ like Cody and Noel or one of my favorites his name is Daz Daz Black slash Daz Games like stuff like that big variety (laughs) oh yeah Definitely when it came to moments of uncertainty, I felt like YouTubers, I don't know if, yeah, I probably, you probably feel the same way, but I feel like YouTubers kind of gave you a sense of the outside world in like a very interesting way. Like everyone had their own separate lives, but in a way you felt like they were kind of your friends and would show you certain parts of their lives. And you get really comfortable with them. Very true. Exactly. Like you would know who they're dating sometimes if they would tell you. And you would also know like their struggles and their and their um and their careers. Like I remember when I used to watch when I first watched Troy Savon, he was a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Like Troy Savon was a YouTuber. He would collab with his friends and he would post little little sketches and stuff and then I remember when his first album came out and I was there I was listening to it I was like this kid is about to get real big and look at him now like he has a career k-pop idols want to meet him like that's so insane to me that when I first watched him he was literally unknown in a way which is insane, the power of YouTube. I feel like YouTube has such power over society and it has a power over, I guess our generation is so in, so engraved in, in a social media and video watching and mainstream moments and popularity. It's, it's kind of insane, don't you think? I agree. I feel like one of the things that always ends up hitting me the most is when you look back on someone that you used to watch like years ago and you see like the way that their projects have constantly been developing and just how many people they end up having like as viewers or as fans and it's like I like would have never imagined sometimes that it would have been this huge because like to me even though they're big I still feel just as close to them sometimes so it's so weird that you see like I don't know Jacksepticeye like interviewing like people from Hollywood or something and I'm like this man is so much bigger than I thought he's just like a little man my little bestie (laughs) (laughs) my little bestie (laughs) yes yeah it's crazy but I'm glad that the platform exists just because like we said we would have never had that sort of solace I guess you could say or they would have never had like the careers that they do through it so exactly I felt that recently when it came to Dan and Phil, because when I first watched Dan, it was, it was 2013. I remember watching Dan first and then I would watch him collab with Phil and they would live, they would be living together on that time too. Mm -hmm. And I would get to know both of them through their videos. And in a way I sort of felt like I grew up with them as they grew up. Um, I never got a chance to see them in tour or anything like that because my YouTuber face started to dwindle around the time when they started going on tour in the United States. 
but I, I just, I, I still watch them or, oh my God, something when Dan came out, this was last year, right? Was it last year? It was either last year or the year before. I feel like it might've been the year before. I think I was still in my first year of college. Yeah, I, it, I was still in college too. So yeah, it was the year before, I think. Um, and, and I remember I was, the overwhelming sense of respect and proudness and just the thought of seeing someone grow up to grow comfortable in their own skin was so beautiful like I felt like I would I would look into his video and I cried because it's just even though you don't know that person specifically it's it's so overwhelming to just think about how amazing they are Mm -hmm. (laughs) why am I feeling emotional (laughs) (laughs) or how amazing a person they've become I totally agree especially like when they become comfortable enough I think you said earlier but like to start sharing more about themselves with you and you kind of get to realize like just how much they've gone through to get there you just feel like wow like what a great human being exactly exactly and when phil came out too like the both of them when they both came out it just it was one of those moments where you knew that they were such a big portion of your life because you're starting to cry watching a youtube video about a guy (laughs) about two dudes coming out like That's the thing, like, sometimes you don't realize just how big the impact is until something like that that might seem minor, at least to the viewer, but, like, when it really hits you like that, you know it's something serious. To tie back to our last episode, so since last episode, I have been re-watching Big Time Rush like I have been, but just re-watching season two and season three and moving on to season four, I've been feeling more I guess more nostalgic but also more like I feel I feel like I've never loved Big Time Rush more than I do right now which is really really weird because when I was when I was around that time period I was into Big Time Rush but I feel like looking looking at from being a 22 year old is is a totally different story because you know those boys grew up and are in their 30s now and they're having amazing lives and Carlos is married to Alexa and they have three amazing children and all of them have amazing girlfriends that love them and it's it's such a different aspect to rewatching it and listening to the songs again and experiencing the different plot points and it's it's really weird but I feel like I've never been more of a rusher than I am right now like is that weird (laughs) I think it's valid though because obviously when you're younger you can have like a little crush or like be kind of I guess infatuated with the group but when you mature and you kind of like go through life experiences and then you can kind of relate to them more 
or understand it like to the extent that they were trying to get the viewers to understand it i feel like it just it's more meaningful now and also to tie in the fact that it brings in good memories so it's just a feel-good experience and you actually can connect to them i guess in a stronger way yeah it's it's definitely interesting to look at it in like a current now perspective you know it's just it's it's like my life even though I feel kind of older watching this and seeing that they are so established now or they look like they're established now it's so interesting because my life has changed so much since 2010 2011 I'm sure URS has as well Mm -hmm. for sure Like, what were you doing in 2010-2011? I was in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally around the time. Because, like, I used to move around a lot. So I think around that time, I had moved into a new house. And I was literally just, like, chilling at home. I literally don't even remember what my interests were at the time. Other than maybe, like, you know a show Bubble Guppies? Yes. I distinctly remember watching that at that time. But I don't really know what else. Because most of my phases definitely started like end of fifth grade into sixth grade. So like all the boy band stuff. Mostly because of my new friends who I had made who were into it already and like asked me to listen to the music and like get into it with them. So before then I was just like watching Spongebob or riding my electric scooter i remember that (laughs) i used to have one that i would ride around the neighborhood wouldn't you have been in middle school at that time yes i think i was yeah i was like 12 or 13 i was definitely like seventh eighth grade by then but i've always found myself as kind of a late bloomer like i feel like everyone had their phases early in life and i usually have my phases later in life which is really interesting like everyone had already finished their YouTuber phase by middle, by like end of middle school. And I had started mine like in 2000 and in this tweet spot of 2012 and 2013. So mm-hmm. I, I always, I've always been a late bloomer, but I always feel like I've been on time, which is really, really weird that I feel like my phases have always kind of worked out in the sense that they have kind of jumped into the spot at the right point. I agree with you mm-hmm because like now that I'm older and people like look back on it and they're like oh you remember like the 2014 like tumblr era and I'm like that's when I had my phase so it kind of, like even though I wasn't recognizing at the time that everybody else was I was like wow I guess it happened like not at the perfect time but like at the exact same time as like a lot of other people exactly and also phases they don't necessarily have a certain point like mm-hmm. even now you could binge watch a show and then have your face right now even though it came out probably 10, 12 years ago. Like I rewatched Friends in 2018 and I found out that, you know, as a late 90s kid who probably only watched a couple episodes of Friends when she was like one or two years old or three or brushing reruns at age six or seven, uh, I've actually had like a good solid Friends phase and I love Friends. Like I know all the plot points and I know all the little bits and pieces. And I mean, 
it's so interesting to people always think that phases are at a certain point like they always like oh did you watch glee or like glee i guess glee was one like a good solid phase everyone probably had at some point i didn't <laughs> i never had it but it was like one of those like was all your friends were watching and um did you have a glee phase my sister did so i did not but i had exposure to it through her phase Oh, yeah. And uh, so basically, everyone was like, would you watch the new episode of Glee? You know, like they would they would watch it at the time that it was happening. Um, but I mean, like you can have a phase of something even like 10 years down the road. Like I rewatched Glee when I was like 2016 because I was so bored during one summer after I came from college. I think it was my freshman year. And I just I watched all of Glee and I don't think I'm, I don't think I got emotionally invested into the plot, but it's just, it's one of those weird things that you can watch reruns of something and then like something way later. And you, you, it doesn't, it doesn't require you to get judged for it, which is so interesting. I agree. I feel like it's hard to explain a phase sometimes because like, maybe I'll say like I had my direction or phase, but does it count if that like, literally made me who I am today because I still listen to the music exactly I feel like a phase would be like one and done but like what do you call it when it like literally (laughs) is part of who you are right now like you still are into that maybe just not as like obsessively I guess as at the time yeah but that kind of goes into the term the idea of a phase you know you can you can life is kind of one of those things that are ever-changing but every single moment you have is collective and you can keep it in your mind for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I watch Big Time Rush, I'm rewatching it right now and I still love the song just as much as I did when I was 2010. That doesn't mean my phase necessarily stopped in and restarted. Like, I feel, I feel like definitely phases... Necessi- are necessarily um one and done mm-hmm. it's it's that it's something that could be reborn again i agree or never change at all maybe it was always in your heart the whole time but you haven't been paying attention to it as much as you did back in when you were 12 or 13 right yeah like it's kind of dormant i guess you could say but it's not like it's completely gone exactly and I mean, people, I don't, the idea of people changing is necessarily, it's a concept that needs to be, that it's just, everyone has a different way of interpreting people changing over time, but definitely interests do change and they overlap. But if you find that one song that you liked back in, back, back when you were like eight, and you listen to it again, you love it just as much as you did when you were eight, it basically means that you always loved it. You just haven't been paying attention to it for so long. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're so right. And I feel like this kind of goes to the topic, but we should stop. I don't think the word is criticizing, but like kind of poking fun at people who are late bloomers, like you said. Like let's say, for example, someone like just discovers like anime in 2021 or something because mm. like people are like 
oh well you haven't seen this yet so you're not cool like oh well I was there when the anime started like who cares (laughs) they're into it it right now and there's someone you can share a conversation with on the subject so like let's not let's just not poke fun at people for being late bloomers quote-unquote I feel like this is a really big issue in stan twitter like on k-pop stan twitter oh my god yeah the idea of getting into a group 10 years after they've debuted or maybe even 20 years like if someone just got into suju right now and and you know they have a good solid they have a good solid amount of experience within their like discography and everything but if someone went to suju today and said i'm a new suju stan the idea that K-pop stand Twitter attacks people for liking something right now, even though geography has been around for so long, it's so toxic. It's so toxic that someone could just come into a conversation and say, I started this today. I became a Shao Wool today. Like if a shiny stand came up and said, I became a Shao Wool today, I feel like that person should be praised for being a Shao Wool today. Absolutely. You know? Like I respect people who get into artists or like shows or something like in 2021 and are willing to go through all that like all those previous years and be like that exactly. dedicated to go through like over a decade of content like mad props to you I don't have the attention span for that sometimes even though I wish I did so like they're legendary exactly I mean we didn't start at the beginning of shiny's crystallography like we we started I would say a good solid what, 20 <laughs> uh, math. <laughs> yeah, like eight, eight years in. Yeah, we were about eight years in. Like a little over halfway, but still so much happened. <laughs> like just, there's just a lot of content. Yeah, and I mean, we, ca- we don't really count ourselves as newbies anymore, but definitely we know enough to and we've listened to enough that even though we started late we still have we still have the ability to go back and rewatch things and come back like that's the power of the internet the power mm-hmm. of youtube mm-hmm. the power of youtube that you can go <laughs> so back true. to 2008 and find a video and being like this is the debut of my favorite k-pop group i'm gonna learn about them from the very beginning and you can do that and you won't get criticized for being too late or too early. So people actually are their pre-debut. People are like, they'll never debut. They'll never debut. And then they debut and everyone's like, oh. And then that person already has five years underneath their belt saying that they already know everything about the group and everyone is just scrambling on by. So I mean, like, you're on time. Everyone is on time. It's okay. Absolutely. That's one of the good things sometimes about being new to like a fandom or something is that there's so much old content to look forward to, like just like countless hours and stuff. Like you said, like going on to YouTube and find like all this stuff or like fan made videos or like funny edits to like get to know the people, like stuff like that. It's just so much fun. And it's so much better than someone being like, oh, well, you weren't there. You didn't see them grow up. You know how happy idols are to be continuously getting new fans, even to this day, knowing how far they are into their career? Exactly. Like, hello. 
And one of their biggest fears, like I feel like I hear this all the time. One of their biggest, one of Caleb's idols, babe, one of the Caleb idols' biggest fears probably is to fade out. Mm-hmm. They say they always say, "I fear that I'm going to fade out. I fear my group will f- will fall into the cracks of fourth generation K-pop idols, and we will be fading out." You know, and to hear of hear them say, to hear them think that even a new fan found out about them today, they would be ecstatic. They would be ecstatic. They'd be like, "Welcome! Thank you for loving us. Even after all these years, even after all the time and sweat we put into this group." Thank you for loving us. And I think that should be worldwide. That should be something that everyone should think about in K-pop fan Twitter or even as a K-pop fan in a K-pop fandom. Absolutely. Totally agree. There's so much toxicity and so many conflicts that don't need to be happening. Like, where are you getting this ego from? Because everybody else is trying to have a good time at this point. Exactly. And I mean, I think this also goes into like life as well. Like the idea of thinking that your life isn't as good as anyone else's. You know, like Mm -hmm. the idea that you think that you're less than something or your life hasn't hit that certain point in your life. You know, you haven't gotten the point where you've you've had that amazing career and you're and you have an amazing if you have kids you haven't had kids yet and you have that moment where you're like I haven't had that yet my friends have all had that or something like that you know um the idea of kind of living in the moment and observing the fact that you are on time is is so positive and optimistic you know I just I love that thought the thought that everyone's life is different everyone's life goes at different paces like you can get some you can get into something early in your life or get in something later in your life and it could just be on time like your I life agree. is on time I agree that's one of my favorite things to think about is that people might have the same phase but at a different time and even though it was a different time it was the perfect time for them like that's when they needed to go through that or like to experience that experience so it's like it's very deep it's very powerful in a way but Mm -hmm. I love thinking about that like people always have a way to connect even if it's like years apart like how we do here now like yeah we're talking about stuff that we did when we were kids going through like different lives and things but we're still able to share that even if it was at different points in our lives so exactly and it didn't change anything it didn't change the fact that we are here right now making this podcast episode I mean I feel like everything happens for a reason I feel like that's one of the most cheesiest concepts known to man but without us meeting on peach in 2016 Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we would never be friends we would never see each other's icons we would never want to chat we would never get to the point where we would become friends and talk every single day and go on twitter and become friends there and have our phone calls and have our exchanging 
uh, cards that we did or our little sub animals that we used to send each other. Mm-hmm. That would have never happened to get to the point right now where we're on this podcast making this episode. Right. Which is really deep. Like, I'm talking so deep right now. <laughs> You're going to make me emotional over here. <laughs> You're so right, though. Everything totally happens for a reason. Like, literally the way... I'm going to have a little story time here. The way that I got into K-pop was one of my IRLs when my best friends from, like, middle school were still good friends. We had a group chat with another, like, best friend of ours. And one day... I think it was like May 14th, 2015, like almost like to that date, she sent a text at night in the group chat that was like, oh my gosh, Transformer by EXO is so good. And I had no idea what she was, like no idea, but like, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I want to fit in. I wanted her to feel like someone like understood what she was talking about. So I went and listened to it quick and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And so it started from there. Like, if I hadn't made the decision to listen to that song, I literally wouldn't be here, which is so deep that it took, like, three minutes. But when you look, or when I look back on it, I'm like, that just had to happen, like, when it did. Like, it changed everything, but it definitely made things in my life much better. Exactly. Exactly. Um, If anything, I feel like this podcast will eventually become one of those good old keepsake moments in life where we'll just re-listen to this probably 10 years from now mm-hmm. and we'll be like remember that moment in time where we were we, we were middle of this pandemic almost the end of the pandemic and we were made this podcast and we talked about k-pop and food and culture and interests and crazy sentimental moments and probably cried at some point I feel like even if no one watches this podcast maybe if one or two people watch this podcast ever even if we make a bunch of episodes we'll just have this to remember isn't that kind of cheesy and emotional (laughs) (laughs) it is emotional but like I love that because I'm one of those people that like I love keeping like old pictures or like seeing old posts that I made on like Tumblr or something just to like see how I progressed over the years so like this is something that I know I'm really going to appreciate like a couple years from now and who knows maybe this podcast is going to make something in our life come alive like we're gonna this podcast is somehow going to bloom something in our career that we didn't think about before or I don't know I feel like I'm going really deep into this but I'm like you never know you never know what this moment in life is going to change like in this moment right now it's going to be so different than what our life's going to be like in 10 20 30 years from now which is insane to think about like I don't think I would ever think I'd be in this moment 10 years ago I totally agree sometimes I look back even though I only graduated high school like what two years ago like I think about the place that I was and the mindset that I was in and I'm like who is that who is (laughs) that I never would have thought I would be here and like I think when I graduated we were still talking but like not as much that was kind of like I wouldn't say it was a bumpy time I would just say it was more like a a quiet time (laughs) 
but like I never would have thought that we would come back to this and to be like every day and to have like this dynamic you know but I'm grateful for it obviously (laughs) exactly exactly it's one of those like even though we had that quiet time I always felt like we had each other around and I feel like that's one of the most powerful moments in life is that you could find someone in your life that is there even though they're not like isn't that like oh that's kind of it's kind of really cheesy I feel kind of cringe a little bit talking thinking about it a little (laughs) I feel like this like relationship is one of those like where we could stop talking for like a year and then just jump right in as if nothing had happened and that's really that's really great that's really comfortable Mm -hmm. like a very comforting thought that like I could literally like go off a grid for like six months and come back and be like dude look at this album and you respond (laughs) with like the same energy oh my god oh my god yeah exactly I mean back to like the whole crazy consumption consumption I don't even know what word that probably would even be (laughs) consumption consumption um the whole thought the concept of what I said earlier I was just thinking like even in one year even in one full year a person personality could could literally change can literally change like I don't think I was me a year ago it's totally different from what I feel right now isn't that one of the weird things ever like your life last year or your life two years ago is totally different than what you will feel right now it's so true it's kind of crazy like I think I forget who I was talking to but on my birthday I was telling another one of my friends that like sometimes I use my birthday as a way to gauge the like people that I've grown closer to or kind of grown distant with based on like who sends me a message on my birthday and it's a weird thing because like I don't need people to send me something but like some people like it'll be literally like a little bit past midnight like for you and you already sent me happy birthday and I was like okay bestie like hi (laughs) like that means a lot to me it's like it's just crazy to see how within like it seems like such a long time but it's also goes by so quick how much stuff can change between people yeah and I mean friends like you said like there's that one friend I guess I guess I put myself an example so like I did send you it probably at 11 p.m like right before I hit 12 my <laughs> it time wasn't even, it wasn't even a day for you when you already <laughs> sent it to me I was like so I'm an hour early but hi <laughs> but it was already that time for me so you were fine yeah (laughs) um but yeah what I'm trying to say is that like friends the friends you make five years ago so the friends you had five years ago like good solid friendship that you had five years ago is totally different than the friends that you have right now and that's in five years in a person's lifetime five years it's a small baby little chunk. And even in that little baby chunk is insanely different. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Oh, it's it's so amazing to think about the idea of phases in that it just goes beyond the whole you know boy band phase or goes beyond the youtuber phase like your life in general is in set of phases and people can come in and out at all times like your friend that you made in three years old could you could still contact them today and they can be like hey what's up how's your life going isn't that oh my god life is so weird life is so interesting life is a crazy thing I think I heard this story once. So there was um, this girl. So she grew up and and during her 20s and 30s, she met this boy and it was her first love, okay? And fast forward, I would say she was 70, 80 years old. And she hadn't talked to him or thought about him in years, in literal decades. And she goes and her family takes her, her, her daughters and grandchildren take her to the retirement home because she's starting to um, not be able to take care of herself anymore. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the person that she sees in her retirement home, the first person she sees is her first love from when she was in her 20s. Oh my gosh, that's emotional. Like, take a moment to think about that, you know? I love hearing stories like that. Like, even with, um, like my parents specifically my mom who moved here from Puerto Rico like she literally has this one friend who she had been best friends with and they lived together on the island and she moved here and like had me and my sister and like did her own thing and when I went to college she suddenly like found her friend on Facebook and her friend literally lived like 20 minutes away from where I went to school that's insane like literally like what like 18 years later and it was like oh my gosh so like now they're in constant contact now and I just think that's amazing how like stuff can be I guess I I don't want to say coincidental I feel like that's more like fate sometimes for like best friends to meet each other after they've like had their time to like raise their kids and stuff and now they can like actually hang out because the kids are out of the house yeah that's so cool or even get to the point where you can talk about your kids like even if your kids are still young and you meet a friend that you haven't talked to in literal decades you can be like this is my life right now look at my how amazing my life is right now and look at how amazing your life is right now we did that like isn't that so it's so cool it's so cool (laughs) just to like see or like be able to share your accomplishments in the future and like now you have so many stories to tell because you've like been through so much in that time I know and even in that decade probably the a person's life has probably changed a million billion times from when they first when they last saw them too maybe someone found out that they love a certain career and they went into it and they found out it was amazing and they became a CEO of something you know like and then you just knew them as a person who liked gaming or something like you know right. it's just, it's it's so crazy how time changes time is so scary but also so amazing <laughs> don't you think 
I agree. Time flies, but I feel like you only realize that once it's gone by, if that makes sense. Like in the moment when you're experiencing something, you're like, oh my gosh, like, can this be over? And then when it's over, you're like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Time is just so weird. And the craziness is too, most days are like today. I literally went to work, came home, ate. (laughs) And I'm on this phone call with you. Like, Like most days are literally like this. Mm-hmm. maybe you have one event maybe you have no events sometimes it's literally just wake up go to work come home watch watch netflix and then go to bed but in the grand scheme of things in and then the look of the the idea of a month or a year so much stuff can happen that is more than just that day you just literally go to work and go to sleep. You know? So true. That's so insane. Oh my God. I feel like I'm blowing my own mind. I feel like I'm blowing your mind. We're all just blowing each other's minds. <laughs> I've ascended into another dimension. <laughs> just thinking about time. <laughs> exactly. And who knows? Maybe, maybe in 10 years we may not even have this podcast anymore or maybe we might still be doing this podcast or maybe this will just become a relic in the steps of the internet for the rest of time and we'll just find it isn't that so kind of what are those things that you put into the dirt and you don't look oh like a time capsule yeah I feel like I won't really know just how important this time in life is until like later on when I look back and I'm like wow look at what I was doing then you know exactly and we may not even like the same things that we liked then sometimes it's like simple things like for example what my what my favorite color used to be versus what it is now but like what it is now is literally sometimes how people define me you know like the small mm. things become so important sometimes. Blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you have a new word to teach me this week? You know what? You pick. Either teach you the word for the past or for memory. Or both. The past. Do the past. The past, the past is el pasado is it like basado or basado with a p pasado pasado oh totally different from what i thought it would be el pasado yep good yep all right then in chinese it's um it matters on context actually hmm um i guess yeah i guess the word um so it's yichen, like a while ago yichen. or a long time ago. Yichen. Yichen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yichen, like it goes up. Yichen. Yichen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see you clap. It's Some okay. The listeners, not you. I don't need to see me. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I just had this really random thought. Do you remember Silly Bands? Yes. I just had that, like, it was an instantaneous, like, came to my mind. But I remember literally, like, the exact place where I was when I used to, like, trade Silly Bands with, like, other kids. (laughs) On my daycare. Yes. What a time. (laughs) On the hopscotch court. I love hopscotch. It's like very True. simple, but it's it's pretty fun. I love doing jump rope too. Not like with myself, but like other people holding the big jump rope and like you going in the middle. Oh yeah. Or um you know the thing that would go like this? Like when you do like a jump rope and then it would go up and down, and then you would like try to hop through it or you try to like go through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Wasn't there one with two jump ropes that was, like, double dutch or something? Yeah. Yeah. I used to be good at it, but I don't know if I could do it now. I'd probably have to, like, practice a little bit. You know those, like, really... It made me think of these really... Those really cool shoes from, like, when we were kids. Um, The one with the wheels. Heelys? Oh, my God. Oh I my had God. a pair of Heelys. They were purple. They were a little oversized, but... I used to use them like in my basement. <laughs> oh, I always wanted those, but also, I mean, everyone looks so cool having them. You know, like the wee. Then it would like, oh, so cool. I always wanted a pair. Maybe, maybe, maybe when I have an established career, or maybe when I'm a fool, you know, a good, decent, maybe twenty-five year old or thirty year old. I'm going to buy myself a good pair of Heelys and I'm just going to go into downtown and just heel and just go heel across the bend, you know, <laughs> and watch and watch people just watch me heel, Heely, do with my Heelys, you know, just zoom, just zoom past them in my yes. Heelys. Oh my God. You know, it'd be perfect. Hmm. Heelys that have those really you know when we were kids they had those shoes that if you like stomped they would like blink oh my god yeah the light up shoes what if they made heelys that lit up like that oh that'd be so cool i'd buy those as a full-grown adult i'd buy those maybe even in my 50s or 60s i'll 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 own a pair you know (laughs) yeah i'm still gonna be that grandma that buys like merch watch me and like figurines and stuff i definitely will oh my god that reminded me um so i think i would i think i went to the 17 concert this was this was in college i think and and there was this lady she was in her like 70s i swear and she had full-on whole arm sleeves, like both arms, full of K-pop tattoos. Like they were all different groups that she has seen in her lifetime as a seven-year-old woman. And she said her first concert was Suju back in 2005. Oh my God. And I swear, that woman is all I want to be when I'm that old. I swear. 
she is my idol. I still think about her daily. She lives rent-free in my mind. She pays no dues, no application <laughs> fees. Oh she God. is my idol. I think about her daily, like literally daily. And I, she's, I just, I want to be her so bad. The most iconic grandma on this planet is her. I totally respect, like, I don't want to say old people, just like people that are older in general that are still into like fandoms or like into like certain series and stuff. Because like teenagers and things make fun of them for being interested in it. But in reality, they're the ones who have the money and the means to get everything they want. Like when I was a teenager, I couldn't just drive to a concert, didn't have a license. My parents wouldn't take me, didn't have the money for a ticket. Couldn't buy that many albums unless I had like a gift card. But you know. Now that I'm an adult working, I could just literally go on musicplaza.com and be like, oh my God, $22 album for me. You know? <laughs> it's like they are carrying the industry low key because they have already settled down. They have their money. Exactly. And everyone is like, especially when you're a teenager, they're like, you don't own these many albums. Oh my God. And it's like, no, not everyone has the same amount of, not everyone has the same amount of money as you, Miss Jane. So true. True. And like, when you're 30 or 40, and maybe you have a life to, maybe you have a child, that is the best time to invest into a good old-fashioned collection a collection of things that you enjoy you know exactly like I still my pro aqua room and my entertainment room with decked out shiny goods you know definitely absolutely yeah (laughs) and even in that age I mean you can book flights you can like go see your friends then, you know, like as a kid really? have internet friends, you can only kind of talk to them and hypothetically say, oh, I'm going to go see you. And chances are you're not going to go see them because you're poor and you're a student and you're probably going to pay tuition real soon to go to college. And that's money. Um, <laughs> but I mean, as a 30 or 40 year old, you can schedule a leave, tell your boss and just meet up somewhere. You have to meet up where they are anyway. You can be like, let's go Chicago. I'll see you in two weeks, you know? <laughs> Literally, like I, I constantly think about this because sometimes I just want to like, for example, I know I bring it up all the time, but that's like literally I have the most knowledge on the subject. But for example, if I want to go to Puerto Rico to surprise my grandparents, I can't rent a car legally until I'm like 24. And I'm like plan ruined I can't go anywhere even though I have a license because I can't even rent my own car so like it's not that I want to go up it's just that I respect that older people have all this experience and all these like abilities that I have yet to have yeah but we all say that back in 2010 where we were watching big time rush and watching Jonas Brothers and thinking wow I want to grow up but then you wouldn't have that journey it's so important to embrace the journey that you took to make get to that point where you can 
go to Puerto Rico and rent that car, you know? You're right, because it's going to feel great for all that sacrifice. <laughs> and when you put that money down and say, give me that rental car, <laughs> you're, you're going to have money. And you're going to have a career, probably, or have experience and have that money saved up. Like you can't, if you fast forward right now, 24, you just have money that you have right now, you know? And you'll just be like, I can't buy anything because I'm still young and not just like successful career yet. But if you have that journey and have that moment, you'll have more money in the bank account, probably. Absolutely. Big brain. (laughs) Plenty of good things to look forward to. I mean, I'm going to try to live in the moment as much as I can, though, because I don't want to miss out right now because I'm thinking about what I can do in the future. But exactly. Things are constantly happening. <laughs> and I mean, if you fast forward right now, we probably would have finished this. We probably would have never finished this podcast. And we would have never had this podcast to begin with today. So thankful for this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we're going to just end it here. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Thank you. Bye.